tonight I was thinking uh, as we were singing, God's not dead. Uh, how many of y'all believe that? Our God's not dead. And then I was thinking as Bethy was leading that song, uh, exalt him. You know, we exalt thee, O Lord. And uh, tonight I was thinking, you know, we're living in a world today that is so busy. Uh, when you look at your life, there's a million, million things going on, isn't there? Uh, anybody in here, let's just be honest tonight. How many of you are in this building has just had a busy, busy week? Anybody? Anybody in here had any challenges that you've had to face? Anybody in here uh, just wore out? Can I see your hand? Look at your neighbor and say, I know you are. I can tell by looking at you. Amen. Just wore out. I'm reminded of the book of Daniel. The book of Daniel, when you study the book of Daniel, uh, there's a passage in there that says about the Antichrist, and it says he will wear out the saints of God. And uh, I believe that the spirit of the Antichrist has got us so busy uh, with all the things that's going on in life that the saints of God just get wore out. The Bible says, let us not grow weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. I was talking to some young adults today, young married people, and my heart goes out to young married people today because uh, in the world we live in with all the young marrieds, man, they're just bombarded with a million, million responsibilities. You know, it's different than what it was when I was uh, young and growing up and had kids and all that stuff. Our young adults are bombarded with so many things going on. And so I appreciate the young adults that prioritize their walk with God, uh, that desire a closer walk with the Lord. Those of you that have children and you're busy and you got nine million things going on, I just admire you uh, for being faithful to the Lord. Can I get an amen? So tonight, uh, let's take a minute, let's all stand together. And as we stand together tonight, uh, just a moment in the presence of God and I, don't, I want you to do something tonight that is very special, and uh, that is, would you uh, just take a moment in the presence of God tonight and just uh, relax in Him? And uh, tonight, as we take this time, I know that everybody's been busy like crazy this week, and our schedules can get overwhelming and crazy and busy, but tonight, would you take a moment, just you and God, and in your own special way, would you exalt him in your spirit? And just prioritize your moment with him and uh, shut out the world and the distractions and just honor him with your life. Just exhale all the junk and inhale him. Let's don't rush away. I don't want you to hurry. Our bodies get tired and our minds get weary. But our God's not dead. He's surely alive. He's living on the outside and roaring like a lion on the inside. 
just a moment. Brother Randy's just going to sing that chorus again. And you don't have to read any words. You just sing this to him. And we're just going to take a minute to worship him. This is your song to him. Nobody else is this yours. That little song says, I exalt thee, O Lord. And I exalt thee. As he plays that with your eyes closed I want you to think about the throne of your heart and I want you to think about him sitting on the throne of your heart and if there's some way in your mind you can imagine that, that there's a throne right in the center of your heart and you're just going to let Jesus sit on that throne and you're just going to kneel just going to kneel your knee at that throne and you're going to sing this to him. And I exalt thee and I exalt thee This is your love song to me. And I exalt thee oh. Picture him on the throne. And I exalt And I exalt And I exalt Just keep your eyes closed and let Brother Randy play a minute. You're just bowing before him. He's on the throne in the center of your heart. And you have had a hard week. And you're tired. But he is strong. And now you can release your life to him. So just sing this one more time to him. release your weakness to him and I exalt just release it all and I exalt and I exalt oh 
lift your hands and give it to it whatever it is just give it to it he's on the throne of your heart and right now you're just going to release it to him whatever it is he's on the throne and you're kneeling and you're just giving it to him He's worthy, isn't he? Father, we come before you tonight. We want to flourish like a palm tree. All we are is sticks. That's all we are. But when you crown us with your glory, there is adornment there. Lord, we can't do anything on our own, but with you, all things are possible. So God, if we don't do anything else this week, let us just exalt you. We love you. Let's just say that to him tonight. Jesus, I love you. Just say it with your heart. Jesus, I love you. Isn't he good? He's a good, good father. Father, we love you. We thank you in Jesus' name. And all of God's people said, amen. Let's give him praise. He's good tonight. God is good. Amen. We are, uh, y'all remember back when we did painkillers? How many of y'all remember painkillers? It was great. Uh, well, I am, I have written another book. It is called Palm Tree Living. Uh, it's at the publisher, be coming out soon. I hope, uh, let me just say to you, I truly believe this, the book is better than the sermons. And so it's much deeper and much richer than that. I hope you'll uh, enjoy that. But one of the things that we talk about, if you have your Bible with you, I want you to open it up to the book of Psalms. As Max and Peggy and Aaron, y'all come on up. Uh, Max and Peggy and Aaron... Uh, this is Mac, Max Megluck and Perry, uh, Peggy Megluck and Aaron Ray. Uh, Max and Peggy are husband and wife, and Aaron is a good friend. And y'all welcome them tonight. They're, they're wonderful people. Y'all have a seat around there, guys. And um, if you have your Bible, I hope you do. One of the things that I did not want to do uh, was rush through palm tree living. I wanted to make sure... Uh, that what we talked about on Sunday morning was a positive thing, and uh, thank God for that. I hope you're learning something on Sunday morning, are you? I hope that you are. Uh, Psalms 92, uh, beginning in verse number 12. If you have your Bible, we don't have an outline tonight, so y'all don't freak out, all right? You actually got to open your Bible tonight and look at it together with me. So let's look at verse number 12. Would y'all read it out loud together? The righteous shall flourish like the palm tree, and he shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Verse 13, everybody. Those that be planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. 
Verse 14, they shall still bring forth fruit in old age. They shall be fat and flourishing to show that the Lord is upright. He is my rock and there is no unrighteousness in him. How many of y'all believe that is the word of God? Amen. And so one of the things in, in painkillers, uh, when we did the panel on painkillers, we talked about all the struggles and battles that we all go through. And uh, we kind of magnified the, the uh, pain in our life. And one of the things I wanted to do on Sunday night in, pain, in Palm Tree Living was to move past that a little bit and talk about the rich, victorious life that we have in Jesus. And uh, so every Sunday night, uh, we're going to be having people that uh, I'm going to invite to come up and share with us uh, about their journey of discipleship. What has God done in your life? You know, it's one thing to get saved, and thank God when we get saved, our names get written in the last book of life, and uh, we've got a home in heaven. But how many of y'all realize this? For the most part, God doesn't immediately take us to heaven, right? So we have to somehow journey through life, and I believe that the only way that we can journey through life and experience victory is we have to grow in our walk with God. And uh, I believe that all of us here uh, that's in this building, we all are growing together, we're learning together, but how many of y'all believe we can learn from each other, right? So I chose to invite uh, Max and Peggy and Aaron uh, to come up and hang out with me for a minute. And uh, we're gonna have a conversation. You guys get the eavesdropped on us, all right? So Max and uh, Peggy uh, and Aaron, I love y'all. Uh, Peggy said, uh, she was so freaked out about this, she goes, I'm, I'm getting laryngitis, bro, Jack. I'm not going to be able to talk. And I, I gave her a fisherman's friend. Oh, how many of y'all have ever tried a fisherman's friend cough drop? It is the nastiest cough drop on planet Earth. Uh, it will radically change your life. So if y'all ever see me over there digging deep in this little pack, I'm not doing illegal drugs this is a this is a uh, nasty cough drop so I told Peggy now Peggy uh, reach in here and get you a couple of these this will change your life uh, it'll almost be a radical change so Peggy can you talk now yes. okay all right just checking all right so that's exciting uh, you know Max and Peggy and Aaron uh, you guys have been in church here for a long time and one of the things that we talked about uh, is what is palm tree living? You know, we discussed that. We got a definition that we're giving out every Sunday morning. We're putting it on the board. Uh, what is palm tree living? And uh, as you can tell, I got a palm tree shirt on tonight. Woohoo! That's good. I was inspired by Bill Alexander, by the way. He's uh, he's got that palm tree shirt. By the way, all you guys got to get you something and wear it next Sunday because believe it or not, believe it or not, uh, I'm going to be in a palm tree shirt next Sunday. I know it's probably the end of the world, but. Uh, uh, We've been talking about what is palm tree living. Now, you remember in Psalms 92, it talks about the righteous shall flourish like a palm tree. And we've been discussing that. So, Max and Peggy and Aaron, when I look at y'all in your life, where you came from, a lot of your story, I see that God has, uh, is, of course, you're not finished yet. God's still working on you. But, but you're, I see you guys, you guys' testimony is phenomenal, how God is growing you and developing you and, and strengthening you. And I, I like to use the term that God's putting spiritual muscle on your life. 
And I see that evident in, in y'all. And uh, so if, if you look at the definition, it's consistently living in and experiencing, and I like this word, y'all, enjoying the abundant, victorious Christian life despite the challenges, circumstances, or the climate that I may find myself presently in or about to face. Max and Peggy and Aaron, uh, I know that in your own life, uh, you know, it ain't always been rosy. It ain't always been easy. It's not always been a downhill ride. It's sometimes you're climbing up. So when you look at that, uh, just you got microphones right there in front of you. So you actually are going to have to pick this up and, and use these things. So, so Max, let's start off with you. You know, when you talk about uh, experiencing and enjoying the abundant life in Christ after you're saved, you know, a lot of people get excited on the front end of their salvation, but how in the world, Max, do you, do you maintain a consistency in that abundant life that you have in Jesus? What do you think? Well, it, it all starts with the Word. Uh, you know, a lot of times we, we get in the Word and we read the Word, and a lot of times we just kind of read over everything until I realized it wasn't changing my life. I had to read into the Word. And, and study the word and, and so and then you know just being under your leadership under your preaching and teaching uh, it made me hungry for the word of God and, and so you know and and so I, I really owe a lot to you oh, brother man, Jack no. I, I've been to numerous churches big churches not not just little ones I've been at small churches at 60 to 100 but I've been at you know, churches at 20,000. Mm -hmm. And so, but I've, I've learned more here in the last several years than I have all together in all the other years. But to God so there was, the there was a that. purpose. And so, but uh, uh, just standing on the word, uh, and, and it's difficult. Each day, you know, we all have battles to face. Each day is different. You know, just when you think you accomplish one and phew, you see a little daylight and bang. Something else hits you, and, and but it's just standing firm on the Word of God, and, and you know, uh, it, you know, in Proverbs thirteen twelve says, "Hope deferred makes the heart sick," but our hope is in the Word of God, and, and if we would just grasp the the Word of God, because that's where it's all all this is all about. Palm tree living is standing on the Word of God and, and just trusting Him. Isn't that what it says in Proverbs 3, 5, 6, and 7? You know, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't lean on your own understanding. And, and, and as long as we start, it, it's not easy because we're fighting the flesh. You know, um, I remember, and I, I read Proverbs every day. I'm not, and I'm, I won't hand this, so I read Proverbs every day. I mean, and I Preach, remember, we're going to take up an offering. Yeah, yeah. A couple of years ago, you know, so I'm reading, you know, Proverbs 19, so it's the 19th day of the month, and then I, and I read this, you know, for the last 20 some years, I've been reading Proverbs every day, and then it stuck out one time, and, it, and that was Proverbs 19:15. it says, a slothful man you know is, will be idle in his soul and, and, and I was like, man that hit me like a ton of bricks and you know, until I realized, isn't that what the Word of God is supposed to do for us? You know, isn't that what it says in, in 2 uh, Timothy 3.16? It 
it says that, you know, it's for our reproof, correction, instructions into righteousness. And a lot of times, you know, we don't look at it that way. It's, it's, it's for instructions. And, and, and that's where I was losing. I realized uh, I was just being lazy towards the Word of God. So, Max, in your life, just learning how to live consistently, even on the mountaintop or the valley, you got your nourishment from God's Word. Not just reading it, but metabolizing that in your spirit, man. Amen. So that it directs your life. And, Max, as you have grown in your walk with God, uh, you know, you're, you look at your life. Has there ever been a time that you were a defeated Christian? <laughs> Numerous times. <laughs> yeah, and you just get that victory back in your life through uh, for, for just getting in the Word of God and making it real to you? Well, you know, like I told our granddaughter a few days ago because she was struggling on a test, and that is, what makes winners? And I told her, I said, losers that never quit. And that's what it is with God. You know, we're a bunch of losers, and let's, let's face it, you know, we're the sick, lame, and crazy of the church. <laughs> you know, I, I'm not trying to hurt anybody's feelings, but that's what the Bible says, you know. We're, we're the sick, lame, and crazy, because remember, the rich didn't want nothing to do with it. Absolutely. And, and, and so, and, and so it's, it's God loving us to the point where we can grow, and, and, and we need one another, you know, that's you know, with our class, you know, and, you know, it, and the principles work, Brother Jack. Absolutely. The principles that you've been teaching and preaching ever since I've been here, you know, prayer, inviting someone, and, and becoming ourselves, being committed, and, and, and showing up, and being friendly. Amen. And, I mean, this is the friendliest church I've ever been to. Amen. And, we kind of like you, Matt. <laughs> Just a little. So Peggy, with you, pick up your mic. I'm, you know I'm going to put you on the spot, Peggy. Peggy's not a real talker, y'all, uh, until you get her mad. And then she just really talks a lot. Peggy, in your own personal life, you know, as you, as you came in and, and you're growing and you have saw challenges and circumstances, how do you live victoriously in your walk with God? Well, being planted in this church has helped me tremendously. Um, before I started coming here, you know, I just went through the motions. But really hearing the word of God that you yeah. preach and being planted here with friendly people has been amazing. And then this man in my life definitely has helped me a lot. Yeah, you know, you, you got a husband that's uh, a student of the word of God. And, and as a couple, you see in your walk with the God grow. And I bet it's affected your own personal lives together. Absolutely, yes. So we help each other. You help each other. Yeah. Boy, how, how cool is that? So, Peggy, in your walk with the Lord, uh, when you talk about enjoying the abundant, what is it that you enjoy about growing in your walk with God? Oh, it's a peace. Um, just being able to put my trust in Him. When I hit those bad times and struggles, I've learned to be okay with it because I know God's in control. Amen. And that's helped me through. You know, did you hear what she just said? That one of the things that causes her to enjoy her walk with God is there's a peace. Can I get an amen? Uh, there's a peace in that. You know, the more you grow in your walk with God, the more that you are spiritually maturing, 
the things that early on in your life that rattle your cage, all of a sudden you're not saying, oh no, you're saying, God, uh, you're going to use this to teach me something and grow me. And you can find peace in that, can't you, Peggy? Yes. Amen. Anything else from you on, on just uh, living victoriously? No, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Now, now, Aaron, you, pick up the mic, Aaron, because, Aaron, if there's anybody in this church that I have saw grow exponentially in their walk with the Lord, it's been you. Amen. And here's the thing. I, I've been knowing, you know, you came in here, uh, man, you came in here and God got a hold of you. And I, I saw you when you were, didn't I baptize you? Uh, yes, I baptized, that's right, put that mic up <laughs> there, Aaron. <laughs> but I, I baptized you, yep. uh, you gave Man your heart wife. to Jesus yep. in this church, you were baptized in this church, and Aaron, you have faced crazy challenges, crazy circumstances, and the climate of your life has not always been the sunshine out. How in the world have you been able to achieve the victorious Christian life as a, as a man. And you're a single man. But now, yeah. Yeah, now. After three years. Yeah. But yeah, uh, I mean, I started, I was uh, working on that white house right across the street, getting it ready for a halfway house for women. Yeah. And they invited us to come over here and sat on the back row. And I remember many, many years ago when I was uh, like five or six years old, I was at a place in Georgia, Mount Perrin Church of God, and I cried in that church. We were in a big church. It wasn't a little church. And any time my parents took us anywhere else, we ended up moving to Alabama and moved around and went to several places, and I never had that feeling. And then I was, what, probably 34, 35, and I walked in here, and that feeling hit me, and I was like, I got to go. <laughs> this is not for me. And I ended up coming back and coming back and coming back, and my wife and I dedicated our lives together. We got married in 7707. You married just lasted seven years, so that's good luck. <laughs> so, that's good. And, uh, and I really didn't get involved with the church. I was just a spectator. And then Revelation Walk, somebody came up and said, hey, would you do this? And I'm like, man, I ain't got time. I work. I, was, I mean, I work construction. I was tired. When I come home, I don't... But, they had, and I did, and I said, man, I love this. Being, doing that extra stuff, putting yourself out there. I wasn't the kind of guy who was going to sit there putting myself out. And then once I started getting into life discovery classes and, and got the opportunity to teach, and that was terrifying. And then I met, got invited to Max and Peggy's class, and that just, it nourished me. And, uh, then it was, what was it, uh, Jesus sat there and said to, uh, to Peter, like, you know, do you love me? Are you going to feed my sheep? And after the third time, I think the sheep were full. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. But that's what they, they fed me. And now it's my turn. Uh, we've, got, we've all got young people in our lives now, children. I've got 20-year-olds. Uh, I have a 27 and 22 next month. They've gone through some extremely difficult challenges in the past couple of months. They lost their granddad, their grandmother's in the hospital, my son's best friend's dad committed suicide yesterday, and they look to us. 
I know what I'd have done if I was his age. And now we got these young people that are, that are dependent on us, and we have to be the people that we needed when we were their age. Amen. And that's and the, the men in this church that I sit there are are leaders and and prayers, and they pray. They're not ashamed to pray. They'll sit here and stop right there and pray for you. You don't have to ask them to sit there. Well, you put me put me on a list. No, they'll like uh, they'll stop right there in the hallway and pray for you if you need it. Amen. And that's what I thank for this church for. So, so, Aaron, in your life, just navigating through the rough waters, the hurricanes that blow into your life, and I look at you, and here you are on a stage with a palm tree shirt on. I got bunches of these. I know you do, man. Uh, Rick, Rick, he, there's where they went. He's got yes. them, amen. Uh, but, you know, just standing firm in the middle of all this stuff and watching you grow in your walk with God. And one of the things that Aaron mentioned was how that he's getting plugged in. And, you know, I'm sure it was Thelma that hemmed you up or something, you know. Uh, and there's the Revelation walk. I walked in tonight. She's walking around with a pad looking for people. So <clears throat> I just want to let you know that there's the woman on the hunt right now. But... Aaron saying, you know what, you got involved. You, get, you got off the back pew, you, you know, got engaged. I guess three years ago, I blew my back out. Just, I left here, Max and I were here at Wednesday night, said, man, my hip's gone numb, I can't feel nothing. I went, somewhere my wife was at work, and it just, I mean, I was just in bad shape. And, uh, I'd never been in a hospital a day in my life to my 49th, the day after my 49th birthday. And they asked me what happened. I said, too many candles. The uh, cake was too heavy. And my yeah. back went out. It was, when it went, it went. And it was, I was in the recovery room and upstairs and I got a phone call from you. And so how are you doing? You know, you got your family. And I'll cry over this every time. That's every time right. I tell this story, I cry. Because I had no family right at the time. I was alone in the hospital. And you called. And people from the church, they called, made sure I was okay. And that's, uh, that's something I'll never, ever forget. Amen. I think what we're hearing people say is you got to get that word of God in you. You got to build some relationships. And we got to love each other. And uh, how, how exciting that is. You know, I don't think there's a magic wand uh, that you wave. Uh, you know, l learning to live the victory, Max, and, and learning how to engage yourself in that flourishing is a process, don't you think? Yes, it is. Now, in Matthew 22, 37, 38, 39, and 40, you know, it says, love the Lord God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. This is the first and great commandment. Yeah. The second is like an unto it. You know, love your neighbor as yourself. And these hang the two laws. And, and so what I'm getting at here, we don't have a choice. Jesus said it's a commandment that we love one another. You know, so many times we think we have a choice to love this person, love that person, but we don't. God said, Jesus himself says it's a commandment. So that's the key. We have to love. You know, if we're going to walk in the will of God, you know, that, that's, that's the key. 
we got to walk in love. And our class shows that. You know, uh, yeah, it's, you know, it's not me doing it. You know, it's the people in our class just, you know, enjoying one another, loving one another, appreciating one another. And it just, it's just flourishing. I, I, I praise God for it. It's <laughs> like I'm still in awe because it's just like it happened overnight. I mean, I remember coming Sunday morning and be three or four people in the class. You know, and you know, now to be over 30 in the class, uh, you know, it's like uh, we're, it's God. <laughs> yeah, I'm, look, I'm looking at, you're getting ahead of me on that, Max, <laughs> uh, because, you know, I'm looking at, at not only you as individuals and how God has grown you and how that, uh, you know, you're learning how to live and enjoy the abundant life and realizing that you've got to have an intake of the Word of God. You've got to be faithful. Uh, you've got to engage in relationships with your friends. You have to be willing, and I love what Aaron said. You know what? Uh, he was saying his life is so busy, he didn't have time to engage in something, but because he said yes, it got him plugged in. And I believe that one of the things that we learned in our spiritual journey is that and I, I don't know any better way to say this, you're going to get out of it what you put in it. You know, if you, if you are willing to invest yourself in that spiritual journey, in that spiritual walk, and I'm going to, I think this is so important, guys, we can't make it about us. We, we have to make it about God. We have to make it about each other. And as we do that, we're going to see this connection that, Aaron, you mentioned the fact, Jesus said, if you love me, feed my sheep. Uh, you mentioned the fact, the two great commandments, love God, love people. Uh, you mentioned the fact of just being here and getting fed the word of God, how all that just works in tantum uh, to make you have spiritual victory in your life. One of the things that I see, guys, is in the church world, uh, being a pastor for 36 years, I see a lot of people come in and they get all on fire for God and boy, they're, they're engaged for a little while and then the cares of the world or the concerns of life or the challenges they face and you'll just start seeing them miss a Sunday, uh, disengage a little bit here and a little bit there. What is that all about, y'all? When you look at that, Aaron, what do you think? What, what, what happens? I, uh, it kind of reminds me of Mother Teresa. You know, she, I read an interview with her. She said God spoke to her one time. She spent 60 years of her life working with the poor. He didn't have to remind her every day to do what he told Say her. Say what? <laughs> we, so I, I can't, more. no, you're going to have to hush, boy. 60 years. <clears throat> No, you're going to have to hush. There. You're going to make me get up and preach. You're going to make me do something now, I'm telling you. Aaron, put that microphone up to your mouth and say it again, because I want you to say it again. Say that again. Put that up to your lip. What? Say that. God tells you one time to do something. He shouldn't have to remind you every day. Now, you're going to have to tell me about Mother Teresa again. You got me jazzed up about that one. What? Tell me again. Tell me. Tell she said me. she never heard from God again. He told her what to do, and she did it. Wow, can I just get an amen? I mean, good night. I, I, you know, I, I think, so, boy, you got me going now, Aaron, I'm telling you. You know, so many times we're wanting a new word from God. We're wanting a new word from God. 
And I think so many times God is saying, you're not done what I told you to do the first time. Why would you want a new word from me? And Aaron, I think you hit the nail on the head right there, man. Uh, you know what? Be faithful in what God has told you to do. And if he changes his mind, he'll let you know. Amen. Amen. Uh, but uh, go on, tell me something else. I'm liking you right now. I don't understand. Don't put me on a spot. But, you know, Max and Peggy, when we y'all been here for how many years? Yeah, I know, you're going to... Yeah, a long safe, time. Long time. So you're like me. I mean, you see, and man, I love, I love our church. I love what the people that come in. It breaks my heart. It absolutely breaks my heart to see people in and out. Oh, yeah. You know why? It's not, it's not because, I mean, I, I'm truly, I truly mean this. What breaks my heart about seeing all that is the wasted potential. What, what do you think, Peggy? I think it's like Aaron had said. I mean, you get so many times caught up in the world, and then the world pulls you. You miss one Sunday, and it's not that big of a deal, but then it's easy to mix the, miss the next one and then miss the next one, and it gets so much harder to get back in church. It's just the world pulling them away, not Max, staying in the Word. Absolutely. Max, you think when you start that process... Uh, that 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 and it's not it's not a uh, it's not a it's not an event that happens it's a process that happens when that process starts happening and you start disengaging yourself don't don't you think that along that journey you also stop reading your bible you stop being connected with god you stop the fervent prayer it kind of all goes together what do you think oh absolutely you know because of, you know once you get a good habit going, if you're praying every morning, you're studying and reading the Bible, meditating on the Word, like it said in Psalms 1, 2 and Joshua 1, 8, you know, we meditate on His Word day and night. As long as you're meditating on the Word, guess what? The enemy can't come in because we're not built to think on two things at a time. We can, you know, I can prove that. Count to 10 and then say your ABCs at the same time. You can't do it. So God designed us to think and meditate on one thing Wait, at a Max, time. Wait a I'm trying to do that. You're killing me. You're, you're just killing me. No, go ahead. But, you know, as you, you know, as you were talking, you know, Matthew 22, 14 says, Many are called, but few are chosen. Many hear, but few believe. And, and that's where it's at. You know, we have people filling up the altar. They come up, and on. then, like you said, you can't find them. You know, the FBI can't find them the following week. And so, so once you hear that word, it's like Aaron said, once you hear the word, you know, it's supposed to take root. It may be a shallow root. You know, in Romans 12, 3 says that he dealt to every person, every man, a measure of faith. It's what we do with that faith. And we have to develop it, you know. And I can keep going on because, you know, Second Second Peter 1, 5 says that, giving all diligence, add to your faith, okay? And that's virtue, temperance, knowledge, patience, you know, God, love, you know. And so we're supposed to be building, adding to our faith. And what happens, people come and, and sometimes we think it's an easy road. It's a tough road. Because the flesh is so demanding. The flesh wants to what? 
you know, you, you want to do all these other things. And, and the Spirit is saying, you know, no. And, and so, so we war. We war again. So it's like the same thing about the black dog and the white dog. Yeah. What are you feeding? And I wanted to add something to that, Brother Jackie, and I mentioned it to the class. We have to understand the black dog eats anything. He eats garbage, you know, and, and anything that nothing else would eat. That's what the black, but guess what the white dog? That white dog's on a special diet. It can only eat one thing. And see, what, what, what happens is we don't give it that special diet, and guess who's the weakest? And, and then we wonder why we're, we're losing battles. You know, because the word of God, we have to, the, he's faithful and true. The word works, but we have to apply it. And, and so I, I don't want to preach, I don't want to take up your time. <laughs> You're good, man. But as we look here together, you know, we're in this series called Palm Tree Living. And I think to sum up that, uh, you know, we're, we're going to be moving forward with this thing. And one of the things that, that I'm really encouraged about through this in a spiritual aspect of it is, especially with our young people, how in the world does this work in their life and how do we encourage them just to keep on being faithful? And Max, you said the, you said, you said the right thing. We're adding to our faith. And as we add to our faith, we grow thereby. And the Word of God is absolutely essential. I think that all of us would agree that the Word of God, we have to have the Spirit of the Lord, which is the Holy Spirit operative in our life, unrestricted, not quenching Him, uh, not, 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 not doing that, but allowing the Holy Spirit to have freedom in our life so that when we see the Word of God, hear the Word of God, it, it, nothing's hindering that. That's why I think it's important for all of us to realize 1 John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all of our unrighteousness. That's what's known spiritually as spiritual rebound. Every believer consistently and constantly need to spiritually rebound in your life so that there is no sin that hinders the operation of the Holy Spirit. And there are sins of omission, there are sins of commission, there are things that we do that we ought not to do. There's things that we don't do that we should do, and both of those are sins. It's called sins of omission, sins of commission. And we have to make this spiritual journey a priority in our life and, and, and look for ways to, to deflect anything that would hinder our walk with God. Uh, I would say this to us. They're just not, they're, they're <laughs> eavesdropping. But I would say this to us. I, I wonder how many people come into a worship service unprepared. I wonder how many people uh, just roll out of their houses on Sunday morning, come to church rushed, get out of their cars rushed, and they don't take time just to say, God, you know what? I, I just want, don't want anything to hinder my walk with you today. I want to confess my sins to you. God, I'm about to walk into your house, your assembly, and Lord, I, I don't want the Holy Spirit to be quenched in my life. I, I don't want him to be grieved in my life. Uh, Father, forgive me my sins. Prepare me today so that my faith can be built upon today. I, I dare say that most Christians today don't do that. What Christians do today 
is they make it about themselves rather than about God. And when we make it about ourselves, we're not going to live palm tree living uh, because our life is going to be hindered with that. So uh, with our prayer life, with our assembling together, and Aaron, you're on the edge, go ahead. I was saying, I was saying, if you're going to give me more quotes, to, I'm going to preach. What happened to me is I got in here, and once I did experience a spiritual victory, I got this. I can do this on my own. I've learned enough. I learned. I knew nothing. I, I knew enough to be dangerous to myself. <laughs> I was dangerous, and and this and if you, we talk about coming to the table of the Lord and feeding the sheep, we have to be hungry for God all the time because if we're not, we're full of ourselves. Mm-hmm. We're full. We're full, full, and we're fooling ourselves. Wow. And I was, I see it there, and it's, and it's not young people. It's young Christians. They don't understand that it's, it is a war. It is a battle when you first get in. You've got a lot of, of strengths, and that's why you need good people around you. You need a good, sturdy backbone of people that are godly, yeah. that hold you accountable, that sit there and, and put themselves into you. Deposit, Deposit into you. In. And, it, and then once you sit there and do reach a, a certain thing of spiritual maturity, start investing yourself in somebody else, and that's where you really start to grow. Because once you start giving yourself away, they said you can't outgive God. Because once you give it away, why'd you give me more? I just gave, you know, I just sat there and gave it to this person when there's 20 more people behind them that need what you have. Man, I'm I'm liking you at this point. (laughs) Um, You know what? Uh, We could talk about this forever, but uh, Max, Peggy, and Aaron, I want to tell you, I saw you grow. And because you have grown in your walk with God, you've encouraged so many other people, including your pastor. So tonight, are y'all thankful for these people? They're wonderful, and I thank God for that. So y'all just hang out here for a minute. Uh, Brother Randy, if your group would come up, we're just going to wrap it up. And, um, you know, we're going to be talking deeper and deeper and deeper in our walk with God uh, on Sunday nights. Did y'all guys enjoy just listening to the conversation tonight because I, I believe it's healthy. Let's, uh, let's take a minute tonight uh, just to bow in the presence of the Lord and let's just think about our own life and uh, just think about what God wants to do in and through our lives. Uh, I want to say this to you that nobody... Nobody in this building has arrived. We're we're all on a journey. And uh, we want to learn how to live uh, a victorious Christian life. And that's our heart. That's our desire. But the starting place is a relationship with Jesus. If you're trying to live a victorious Christian life without Jesus you've got dead religion and dead religion won't give you victory you need Christ in your life if you're here tonight and you don't know Jesus as your Savior uh, I'd like to give you a chance to come to know him you can know him in a personal way tonight can be your night for your life to be spiritually and eternally changed all you have to do is come to him 
Surrender your life to him. Invite him into your heart. Our ministers are going to come down. And tonight, if you don't know Jesus as your Savior, they're down here to help you with that, to talk to you about that. Or maybe tonight you've listened to these folks and you've been visiting the church. And all of them have said basically the same thing. You need not only a relationship with Jesus, but you need a church where you can build relationships with other people that will encourage you. You need a church home. Tonight, if you don't have that church home, maybe God has spoken to you to say, this is where I want you to be. I want to invite you to come to the altar and just tell these guys, I want to be part of this church. But tonight... Maybe tonight something Aaron said or Peggy said or Max has said has caused you to do some self-inventory. That somehow or another you've, you've been distracted from your walk with God. And tonight you're willing to say, God, I need to recalibrate my focus back where it needs to be. Maybe you've been neglecting your Bible study. You've been neglecting your prayer. Or maybe you've been neglecting that, that time of faithfulness in your life. Or maybe you've been neglecting uh, depositing in the life of others. You haven't been discipling anybody. Maybe you've made it more about you than it is about Jesus. Tonight, you need to come to an altar and just bow your knee before the Lord and say, God, these folks have jerked my chain a little bit. And I need to rethink this thing a minute. Maybe right there in your pew. But I think there's something about humbling yourself before the Lord. So tonight, you just sit still. We're going to sing. And if God moves on your heart to come, you come. Maybe you need a time at the altar. Maybe you need a moment where you are. But you already know what God's saying to you. So tonight, here's your chance to be obedient to the Lord as we sing.